0: on this episode of Autographs. Can you imagine if Meghan Markle tapped into this one episode? I would be so fucked. (laughs) I would be so fucked, dude. Our asses would be... I
1: I'm a huge fan. Like, it's not like I'm not a huge fan. I just feel like the writers didn't really do much for thereafter after after season three. (laughs)
0: Hey, everybody, this is Nick Singh, and you are now listening to Autographs. You know, when you stop looking for acceptance and you just enjoy your life, the whole game changes.
1: You have to understand yourself, like, and I think the real answer is real giving, is that I don't understand why people don't get that if you give purely, you get.
0: We get good at what we do the most of. You nurture the process of, like, going to yourself and listening to yourself, and you get very good at honing your own intuition. Did I actually make people stop and go, whoa, humans are capable of more than I thought? If you're great at a certain skill, and you can then put that skill to use to help somebody else? That's fulfillment. My hope is that this show inspires you to just feel like you can just be yourself, have fun and, and, and enjoy your life too. So enjoy and take care out there. How how was your break, man? It was really good to see you.
1: Yeah, no, break was good. Um, I went up just... to the cottage and you got the uh, cottage? well my brother my brother does yeah he, him and his wife now his wife can you believe that Jeez. um but yeah him and his wife they have a cottage up in uh near kawartha lake so i went up there spent about a week and then actually came before new year's because i wanted to spend new year's with uh a few of my close friends and so we got together uh and rang the new year in and then just yeah man got back to work jan first literally just jan first uh, the entire company got back to work today today it was actually our first day as a, as a company but the executive team has been working now for like the last four or five days.
0: Then I super appreciate you being on during the first day back at official work. Um, it's
1: all good, dude. I got my work done, honestly, beforehand, but it's just uh, obviously mm-hmm. things pop up after first day, right? Just uh, expectations or concerns or things that we got to sort through. So just was trying to get a bit ahead of email because I know that emails tend to pile up if you don't look at them for too long
0: (laughs) they get the best of you do you ever find it hard to like not move frantic during times like that i feel like i I sometimes get super fucking frantic
1: a little bit but i mean i'm at my home there's nothing really else to do right so it's if there were other things to do and i could go outside and play basketball or meet up with people i would probably feel worse but you know like there's nothing else i'm here like i'm gonna be here (laughs) you know i might as well just write down what i need to get done prioritize it and go from there
0: how are you are do you feel lonely at all like are you are you living completely solo
1: living on my own but to be fair like I'm used to living on my own quite a bit um so like not really lonely like obviously I'm a social person so like if I could choose between being with someone and not being with someone I would choose to be with someone but I have enough fun on my own man I play Xbox I'm plugged (sighs) in always with Onik and and his friends and obviously I speak to Onik almost every three hours or four hours because of work and then you have video calls and over the weekend maybe once i'll go and see my friends and yeah it's, it's fine definitely it definitely you, ideal
0: it, it ties you right in and it okay. ties you right in man
1: yeah that's exactly. easy, man.
0: it's it's good to yeah. see good to see a familiar face man i will say that
1: And I not saying here dude and i love your posters in the back both of them they're fucking awesome
0: which, which one do you like better
1: <laughs> oh i definitely like the kobe michael and uh, lebron one better but yeah. I, I you know big fan of suits obviously so. are you a big love, fan of suits that big fan of suits, man. yeah i've watched every episode like multiple times i would say <laughs> i've
0: never met anybody that's watched every yeah. episode multiple times except for me yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who, who's your favorite character
1: Ooh, let me I guess mean, no let me yeah. guess let me go guess ahead, yeah. i'm gonna guess yeah. which
0: his favorite character on soon. and by <laughs> the way we'll, we'll we'll keep this to a quick half hour you're a buddy and down down the yeah. bend i'm sure we can revisit the things and 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 go that way but i just want to be respectful for your time um mm-hmm. but i like i i'm fine to just shoot the shit here and just post something fun but my yeah. guess is your favorite character on suits man is you are probably most acquainted to mike but you're not your favorite character is probably not mike man i could imagine your favorite. Yeah. Character. it's probably harvey i think it's probably harvey
1: uh, it depends on the season so my first three seasons i was a big fan of, of harvey um i i just i thought he was like super polished and gabriel Mack did a great job of bringing him to life yeah. and then in the later seasons i think i started liking donna a lot I I felt like they actually wrote really good lines and stories for Donna Um, and so I, I Again, like, I'm also just, like, blown away by how beautiful Sarah, Sarah is. Like, people used to talk about Meghan Markle. I'm just like, fuck that. Buddy, fucking is fucking gorgeous. She's like, a
0: fucking <laughs> rocket, bro. Dude, one of my buddies ran into her at, do you know the restaurant Canoe in Toronto? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. In Toronto, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. He, yeah ran into her. He didn't say hi. It was like she was having dinner, but he yeah. ran into her, and she was like, dude, that woman is just something up, bro, bro. <laughs> she's she a goddess is, on
1: Earth, man. She's a goddess on Earth. <laughs> she is
0: gorgeous, bro. Yeah, she yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, the show, a lot of people say that it took a crazy turn and started getting super unrealistic, but I was able to stay pretty engaged the whole time. I think, yeah, I mean,
1: it was always fairly unrealistic. Like, it doesn't, you know, just being in a family of lawyers and my brother obviously being a prosecutor, like, I know how things actually work. But to be fair, like, I didn't care too much. Like, I cared more about, like, I think the only problem is, like, in the later seasons, I did feel like they moved a little bit away from the law like yeah. they moved more to like personal relationships and stuff but that's what a story arc is all about right you can't just have seven seasons of them just doing cases every single time like yeah. you're gonna have different things come up firm issues out like mike's thing obviously was a pretty expected plot plot thing that was gonna come up him being because caught. of
0: because of megan because of megan is that what you mean
1: yeah i didn't i not just ca- or do you Honestly, just mean thought, him getting arrested i i thought rachel was probably the most useless character past season three Like, I think once the beauty and the career path type of faded away and her being in law school faded away type thing, like, it was literally just her crying because of Mike being in jail. It was her. (laughs) It was just her crying. (laughs) It was her a lot of
0: crying. Dude, could you imagine? I have so little people listen to autographs, but could you imagine if Meghan Markle tapped into this one episode? I would be so (laughs) fucked. I would be so fucked, dude. Our asses would be we we
1: i'm a huge fan like it's not like i'm not a huge fan i just feel like the writers didn't really do much for thereafter after season three
0: (laughs) i think the most the most difficult there and i don't ever say this because i don't really pass judgment on tv in that way but the most difficult episode for me to watch is do you remember when Lewis and um, I think it was Nigel had their fight about the cat? The cat,
1: I wanted remember to remember that. I, I wanted to kill myself, like, I, was I like, literally was like, This is the stupidest case I've ever seen, buddy.
0: I was like, What the fuck is <laughs> good here, man? You yeah, have to be kidding yeah, me, man. Know. Like,
1: like how are all these law firm people taking this seriously? Dude, like, they went, dude,
0: on? they went to mock trial on that, man. To, <laughs> you, what else are, are you watching? Anything these days, yo? Do you play chess?
1: I, I man, you man yeah no know, I I don't play chess. One of my best friends is. I actually think the Queen's Gambit was written about her. Her name is Alexandra Bote. Wait, hold on. You think it was a, written about her? Yeah, she's a popular oh, chess player. She just got signed by Team Envy, and she's like this flamboyant, glamorous, beautiful twenty-four-year-old that plays chess. And she ran a startup before. That's how I know her from her days running her startup when she was twenty-one or twenty or whatever. But how old is she now? Um, twenty-four now. Twenty-four. Yeah, now. she's kind of around my age, but she. She like she was like really insistent that I need to watch The Queen's Gambit and so I, I binge watched it yesterday like i literally was like fuck it whatever i'll just watch the first episode and then i'm like Holy Yo, fuck, <laughs> this is so good the funniest <laughs> thing i
0: have to say is the funniest thing about swish is is the moments at you're fucking the fact that you're still 24 comes out it's like so i binge watched it yesterday i yeah, watched it, yeah, I, yeah, I Love I, that shit about you 23 bro i'm, like, bro, I'm
1: 23 are, are you like, like, 23 okay cool. when i'm 24 i'll actually mature i think
0: yeah and i know probably, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm not. Here. probably not. probably for <laughs> yeah. anybody who doesn't know swish is like uh swish is a good buddy of mine he's a badass founder based in Toronto. I don't even know where to start. Like I used to give people your old resume, but I feel like it's late <laughs> now, but he's been a speaker for the United Nations. One of the top LinkedIn influencers has interviewed some fantastic people. Some of his most notable things are his startups that have been purchased. Um, uh, he had an exit in his early career when I think he was 18, 19 years old or something. 19. Like 19, 19, 19 yeah. Yeah. 19. yeah the uh, and the then era, he's yeah. now on to build true um, that has some incredible backing by some, very well-known folks, uh, some incredible customers. And uh, it's really this app and platform that's uh, being geared toward helping people understand the data around some of the people that are following them so they could leverage it into uh, doing some really neat and special stuff. But anyways, it's a badass. So. That being said, it's always cool to see the humanity in them. Uh, so did you like the Queen's Gambit or no? I, I have to give you that little it. intro at some point in this, so there. Yeah. Did I miss anything?
1: You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah, oh. just uh, you know, very passionate about uh, entrepreneurship and uh, obviously based in Toronto. So, you know, love. I remember playing basketball a lot with Nick, too, and Covid wasn't a thing, and do you remember, do you remember when I you? brought,
0: you remember when I brought my buddy who was the host? That was so
1: funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was so funny, but I liked your buddy though. I yeah, think you guys were going to a concert that night. I forgot which one.
0: Were we going to a concert? Is that what we were doing?
1: We were playing at the Y, and I remember your buddy saying that you were going to a concert, but I forgot which one. But whatever. I I digress. Yeah, (laughs) he
0: (laughs) fucked your pinky up is what he did. He Um,
1: broke my finger, but that's fine. He was nice
0: I don't know. I I would be fine if you said you didn't like him after that. That would (laughs) have just been
1: In the game, things happen. But he he played well. He was a good player, but he was a little (laughs) bit aggressive. (laughs) That's all.
0: (laughs) Anyways, the Queen's Gambit. Did you like Um, it or no? Because I just started it. I just started it.
1: Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it. I think so. I fell in love with the main actress, um, which was a, a big issue. Uh, so I had to kind of keep watching because so I was like, Holy god, she is so good and Yo, so talented. And, and
0: she's really, really beautiful. And I, because I gorgeous. just started watching, I've only been through like the first five minutes of the first episode. Yeah, yeah, you don't really get her beauty from just the cover image of the of
1: no, the no, I think it's just she's so unique in how she looks, like she's just yeah. different. And then it's also like just her voice and her acting is unbelievable like she is so good and so convincing because yeah. i'm like now watching interviews of her in real life and i'm like holy shit, she's so different yeah. <laughs> and it's a bit of a letdown not gonna lie but yeah. the it's same
0: always time, a letdown it's always a letdown. have you ever seen gabrielle mott on interview in oh. person
1: he's a little boring right he's like not that energetic kind of like yeah he's really mellow in, in fact yeah.
0: not to cut shoes uh, but um yeah. lewis, when i was talking with lewis house he mm-hmm. is a good friend with gabriel mott and right. he's like gabriel loved lewis's book the mask of masculinity and mm-hmm. it's because and this broke my heart to hear so i hope it might not do the same for you but Gabriel's apparently the opposite of Harvey in real life. So he said the role was a lot of inner conflict. He said he's very to himself yeah he's very not like a an abrupt I
1: heard I heard that I definitely heard that yeah
0: which made him all the
1: more impressive I think.
0: Very impressive. Very. So very hey, I've interrupted you three times now on the Queen's Gambit, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you like it?
1: But generally, I liked it. I liked it. I think uh, from what I even read online, like a lot of even chess masters, grandmasters, felt like the chess was very realistic. The only things that I didn't like about it, and we can talk about it after you watch, is I, I I just don't believe the premise of the show. That's my issue. I don't believe that an orphan that played in in her basement uh and and did not clock in that many hours of playing competitively at tournaments could become this like insane player. And I also feel like they glorified drugs like for the first half of the series. Like they glorified Uh doing uh whatever she was doing, the the green pill. Like you know they were like, oh my God, this is how you get good at chess. Just look at the ceiling and like get on drugs and I'm like no that's not probably (laughs) it. It takes a lot of hard work. (laughs) It's not just being a genius, but other than that it was great and I, I think actually I, I watched some videos of like chess like grandmasters that i felt like were kind of on the same page like magnus carlson who's the number one chess player in the world kind of felt the same way like probably not realistic but at the same time like the actual scenes of chess were realistic like they were actually like how you would play they, they talked in the right lingo and and it was really cool because the actors are actually moving the pieces like it's not an extra um that's moving the pieces and everything like that so i'm just like holy crap, like later on, you'll watch this speed chest. And I'm like, damn, that's a lot of like practice that you probably have to do. Like where pieces go and all of that. That's
0: wild, bro. Yeah. That's wild. You've always really been in behind the scenes. I don't even really like, there's enough about Swish If anybody wants to know, there's enough about you that like yeah. you're just popping it up about business so one of my goals yeah. today was just like to we can talk about business all you want if there's something that you want to do is there any i don't even is there anything you want to plug for true or anything like that
1: no no not at all i mean just super excited we we made our second acquisition at the end of last congrats, year dude, congrats on, what are
0: they called player g or it's player of-
1: player gg player gg yeah, yeah. Oh, Working congrats. Out- what do they do they generate first party data. So they get information directly for a brand on their customers. So they get emails and phone numbers and mailing addresses that allow the brand to retarget you across various channels. So the the cool thing is that you don't have to rely on Instagram, you don't have to rely on Twitter for your audience. Uh, In the case that one of these platforms goes away, you're not gonna have to frantically be like, well, I don't have a community now because you have emails and you have phone numbers to be able to go and actually own your audience and retarget them.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. And are they the only people doing that now you guys?
1: No. Well, I mean, obviously now we're doing this together because the main issue with player is that they built a platform that could generate the data, but they didn't have a backend interface like we do where you can segment and filter and sort it and then activate it. So Mm -hmm. it's really cool. What we're trying to do now, we call it internally project or Pina where we're, we're trying to unify the two platforms together by April. So you can go from generation to segmentation to activation and do it again and again and again. Um, but we're definitely not the only ones doing this. Like, I think we're definitely one of the only ones in the world that have understood the, the problem, which is third party data being deprecated across cookies and ad blockers being an issue and GDPR and CCPA, a regulation directly affecting platforms like Facebook and Instagram. But I don't think we're the only data management platform out there. We're hoping, however, to be the most intuitive and affordable one. And that's what we did with Social Rank, right? We were the most affordable, most intuitive, yeah. simple to use platform, which is why we beat out our competitors like Sprinkler or Crimson Hexagon that are way more expensive. So that we're gonna take that same approach, same mantra to like the data management space
0: yeah it sounds like a good approach i never actually i never fully understood true fan until you guys did your uh sample models uh during the pandemic mm-hmm. you guys were giving out samples for a month
1: free free plans and stuff. Yeah, yeah so yeah. i
0: signed up for a free plan for john because i was doing some work with him and yeah uh, i got i got to check out the back end and i was blown away uh there, yep. there was a few glitches and it was just i was talking with scott at the time mm-hmm. there was just some random stuff instagram was doing it was totally out of true fans uh, you guys probably which
1: is it. tough it's that's the, that's actually one of the reasons sorry, why we went into first party data is we were all was so reliant on platforms like instagram and twitter for data so like anytime things went wonky on that side we were going to be also vulnerable to that so the cool thing now about being in first party data is we've built a tool that isn't reliant anymore on third-party apis if instagram decides to take out their entire api we still have a business which is you know kind of a nice thing to go to bed feeling
0: <laughs> yeah very and by the way yeah I don't, just a shower i have a quick shower thought do customers come to you guys and ask cuz I might have a really special connection for you if they if if they do but it's okay if they don't. But do they come to you guys and get um, sign up for your sign up for TrueFan and then get the data and leverage it to run ads against? Do you guys like is it is that a thing or is that is it not really a thing?
1: So On the player side, when we give you the emails that you've generated from the campaign that you ran, uh, 100%, you can take that CSV and you can upload it into Facebook's ad manager and you can start retargeting people with ads. And then even for Twitter data, uh, directly for Twitter, like we can give you a CSV of your fans that you've filtered and segmented and you can retarget those people. The only thing you can't do is on Instagram. Um, You can't actually upload data into that and run ads unless you do it through the Facebook ads manager, which some people are able to do so, but yeah.
0: Gotcha. Okay, cool. So it sounds like you can do it, but it's like it's not the most necessary thing. It's more of like an ancillary thing, time and again. So it exactly, be a, it's like it be the once primary. you have the
1: data, what what can you do with that data? It's up to you. There's it wouldn't be the
0: primary piece do. of pe- reason people use Truefin.
1: I don't think so. No, the cool. primary piece I think is segmenting your audience, figuring out who are like the movers and shakers, people that you want to retarget, engage with. That's
0: that's what you want to be able to do. I don't know if this is out of don't answer this if I if you can't answer this, but mm-hmm. um, I've always wondered when you go to, to acquire a company swish, in mm-hmm. your case, are you doing it? And again, don't answer it, like feel free to take the fifth. Um, right. if it's if it's meant to be private. So apologies for crossing a line here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you go to acquire a company, because you've now gone through two acquisitions. Mm -hmm. Do you have to go back to your key investors and raise money for that and like make a case for why you want to purchase or are you Mm -hmm. because I can't imagine that's in the initial budgets that you collect from folks on on initial rounds is that is that the historically.
1: It's never on the initial budgets. I mean, in the past, the first acquisition we made was a cash deal. So 100% for that, it was part revenue that we had put into our bank account and part raising a bit of extra money, um, which we actually did in non-dilutive ways. While we didn't go through an equity financing round there, it was actually debt that we took on to be able to finance the first acquisition. And then for the second, the one with player recently, it was just an equity deal. So it wasn't uh, any cash involved. It was actually giving part of TrueFan stock to the player shareholders, including their team and investors to come on and, and work with us. And it's different, right? Because with the, with the Social Rank acquisition, we didn't bring any team members on. It was an asset transfer for player. It was literally bringing on their entire team, bringing on their customers, taking their entire brand underneath our wing and going from there.
0: God, okay thank you for answering that so yeah it sounds like there are many more ways I was just looking at it through the basis of cash I wasn't even considering mm-hmm. equity or debt to, uh, mm-hmm. to to finance those deals so thank mm-hmm. you I, I didn't know whether or not that was appropriate to ask on on a completely separate note I wanted to ask you two things before we wrap out um, one is uh, you you grew up differently you you grew up similar to me playing ball listening to hip-hop that whole bit Canada so that 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 socio economic and graphic and stuff it kind of raised us but i've learned in my later life how much i've struggled with conflict mm-hmm. uh so when folks and and conflict arises i'm not the best but i've, right. I've learned that people who did debate are really <laughs> fucking good at keeping calm and remaining in my opinion the best thing you could do when there's conflict is find a way to find composure mm-hmm. and go about it how do you like, how are you a with dealing with conflict in real life when it's not debate style? Because I I mm-hmm. thi- did debate. I think is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. I did debate for many years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were. And then,
0: yeah. b, how do you like it? Like, how do you deal with conflict today? A, do you deal with it well? Do you deal with it poorly? Do you think? And b, mm-hmm. uh, do you think debate has something to do with that? And if so, what are what are some good ways to deal with it?
1: I, and I think knock that... it not
0: and to not get so rattled when somebody is yeah. Debate.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it depends. Like on the personal side, I, I think I deal with conflict pretty well. Like I, I normally stay composed. I try to actually put emotions aside because I feel like when emotions come into play, your logic and rationale just gets twisted. So like, How do you I do try that, to just, though? I mean, it's tough. You think You got to sleep on it. First of all, that's one thing I've learned is never, if you have conflict that is major, sleep on it. Do not make a decision uh, on anything the day off. You will likely make the wrong decision and regret it. So sleep on it because I don't know why, but when you wake up the next morning, clarity somehow ensues. Um, So that's number one. I think number two is you got to know, obviously, incentives and where people are coming from. And that's the kind of extent to which I will factor emotion in. So like, for example, if I'm having an argument with my mother, I will understand that at the end of the day, this is my mom. She's never going to leave me. You know, she loves me. She cares for me. So like, <laughs> you know, like I'm not burning a bridge if I decide to respond in a certain way versus if it's an investor, you know, different different rationale altogether. I need to think about my response in a different capacity because this is someone that potentially could sue me. This is someone that could leave the company, talk shit about the company. It's someone I actually have a fiduciary duty to, totally different. I so had I think that it's before, like real, real never, conflict never, okay, never. Wow. Our, um, I've never, I think, and I don't think it ever would happen because I'm very transparent with our investors of what we're doing. Like before we even acquire a company, I try to get every single person's input. Um, after I try to update everyone with a very thorough investor update, it's literally like four or five pages long each month. Um, and then obviously like I'm open at any time to talk, right? Whether it's 8.30 PM or it's 7 AM, like I will get up and tell you an update whenever you need, need it. So never had that, but I've definitely had issues obviously with employees, right? Because, you know, be, me daytime. right now,
0: They're tough. They're tough, man. man. But but
1: me right now, like as an entrepreneur, I feel like I'm going from being a scrappy entrepreneur to now being a manager, and it's a totally different skill set. You know, it's a totally different skill set to get a company off the ground, to maintaining it, and then growing and scaling that team. So I've made mistakes for sure. I've learned a lot from them, and I think the biggest thing I've learned, especially when dealing with conflict, is trying as quickly to understand what is the dream scenario for the person you're talking to. So during that piece of conflict, you know, imagine it's over salary or imagine it's over either responsibilities or whatever it is, think about what is the ideal situation that would make that person happy? And then talk and like really critically think, is it too much to give them what they want? And if it is, justify it then. Why? Right? And the minute you go through that thought process of what is their ideal scenario? What do they want? Can I give it? Why can't I give it? You will literally find the answer to why you're acting the way you're acting, right? Whether it's out of jealousy or whether it's actually out of a practical you know fair reason that you're you're putting out to someone because the business will get affected blah 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 blah. So that's something I've done which is look at incentives, try to find the ideal scenario, go backwards and think why you're not providing the ideal scenario if you feel like you can't give it and go from there.
0: That's an amazing answer and I want to acknowledge you man. it is it takes an immense amount of a awareness. Be emotional maturity to like part ways with the identity of um, that there's a I've, I've learned not through experience yet only partially, but just through observing and things that I've heard and read that there's three things that every business needs. It's an entrepreneur. So somebody set the vision and, and see 10,000 miles ahead and remain there, uh, be a manager to carry out those day to day activities and see Thank an artist, somebody to be a keeper of the vision to ensure that what's kept core is always core. And I've always viewed you as, like, an entrepreneur slash artist, and now you have staff, man. Like, have you ever thought about just, like, hiring, like, a CEO or something? Would you ever, would that be too much for you? Or, like, because you're so immensely talented, dude, at being the entrepreneur, is, is that a false... Oh, uh, no, I, I appreciate
1: that. No, I appreciate it. I think I definitely shine in the first year of the company. <laughs> like I shine in getting things off the ground, getting people amped, raising money. That's my yeah. forte. But um, I, I don't think I'd ever hire a CEO just because right now I, it's a massive learning curve for me. I want to learn this. It's a challenge, you know, like dealing with people. It's probably the most important thing you can learn in life, right, professionally or personally. So I, I want to take this challenge on. And then if I ever feel like I'm not passionate about TrueFan, then I think it's a time to like, Okay, let's look for a CEO to replace me, where you know I can step back from my duties, focus on something else, build something else up from the ground up, um, but still stay connected to TrueFan in some capacity. But I'm not even that thought isn't even in my head yet. Like it's just there's a new challenge here. I really want to grow this company, want to grow this team. We're at 26 people. I want to be at hopefully 40 by the end of this year. Yeah, 26.
0: Congratulations. 26
1: people, man. It's crazy. Like when you when. Yeah, when you, when you wake up and you like look back and I was writing our year in review recently, like our third one. And uh, I have reread the first year in review and I'm like, holy shit, like we were at eight people. And uh, and I I felt like my problems were so bad that I was like, holy God, was like my problems were so bad when we were at eight people and now we're at 26. And it's not to say the problems are worse, but now I actually have people around me that I can trust to like take care of problems for me. And that is just, a, it's a very empowering feeling to, to be able to wake up with that.
0: Yeah, it's a huge blessing. It's a huge blessing, yep. man. Wow, that's a beautiful answer, man. Incredible sound. I agree with you, man. Learning that skill might be one of the most valuable things anybody, entrepreneur or not, can learn. Uh, yep. Last two before I wrap out. I don't even know if we'll get time for the second one. Maybe we'll just do a couple fun ones after this. But um, I asked John this recently, just for cool. shits and gigs. Him and I were chopping it up on the phone. Yeah. And uh, he had a really interesting answer and i said john i and swish you know me as well i've gone to all these events he's tony robbins events etc i have no desire to be this what i'm about to tell you zero but i see a lot of folks doing it and i've always wondered what people's opinions such as squish or john etc are around this mm-hmm. you see a lot of these folks popping up um uh spiritual like a coaching business right so a spiritual coaching business etc and i'm throwing you a curveball just to for you to have fun with, by the way. So I don't, this is not meant to be taken too seriously. But these businesses that a lot of people pop up or they'll start a very small business based on a very particular skill set that they have. And the challenge that I see is that these people are so well-hearted, they could really help others, but they don't carry a lot of resonance to them. You know, they like um, resonance, meaning they don't resonate with other people. So they always, from what I see, they struggle with getting clients and, and actually making that thing work as a, as a very well, early and young, but very well, I don't know what to call you because you've definitely walked the path and you're much more around the bend than I am when it comes to business. You're much more around the bend than even a lot of folks will get to. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What, a, what's your opinion on all that? And B, what do you think they're missing as just like a fun exercise? I don't know if you've ever given it much thought.
1: People that are, that are spiritual, that
0: are that are trying to know, no, 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 not like like the coaching industry folks like well, what I'm highlighting is the coaching industry. What I'm highlighting are very small businesses that are born out of an yeah. like, idea like, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, uh, I don't know, start started a, a, a car washing business or something like that. Like you see people just endeavoring and entering entrepreneurship through these really interesting yeah. barriers to entry routes, but they just they have a lot of trouble. Curious as to why you think is.
1: I mean, as long as you're starting a business, I don't, I don't really think too much about it. I think I'm more concerned about people that claim to be an entrepreneur that aren't. That pisses me off a lot. Um, who who
0: do you view those people as? That that let us talk about that. Let's not even talk about.
1: I don't think speakers are entrepreneurs. Like I don't
0: like I unless
1: you run your own speakers bureau and you manage other speakers. You're you're not building a business. You're building your own brand, which is mm-hmm. different. Like I have my personal brand, but I have a business, and the two are separate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I think coaching, coaching could be a business. Like it definitely can. Cause you, you run a business, you have clients. Right. And I think that's fine. That that that's a business, but it's a fine line, you know, like it it's is, a fine it's line. Really There's fine it's a very dude, fine really, line. It's, it's, yeah. I, right. I don't know why for me, it's like, you need to manage people to run a business. That's just maybe like a traditional mindset, but like I, I, it's, you know, being a solopreneur and just being like your own person, like, I find that a lot of people who do that actually are just building their own personal brand and not actually building a business. So I don't know. That's just me. But again, like I'm no one to judge, right? If you're making money, you're making money. As long as you're not hurting people and doing it illegally, like I'm no one to judge.
0: Like, yeah, no, I I, yeah. I think that that's very fair, very fair and very accurate sentiment. So I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, off the wall, fun questions to wrap it out, man. What do you, uh, are you trading po- Pokemon cards these days? So <laughs> I, I man, I put
1: my money in everything. Honestly, if I've like literally taken it out I'm just like, yep, that crypto and yeah, Pokemon cards and How the sports fuck cards are you and, keeping
0: yeah. track of Pokemon cards? You have so much, sh- I couldn't even- Buster, keep
1: track- man. Buster, my friend, Buster, like, yeah, Buster's I literally the buy homie. these cards. Oh, he's unreal. But I buy these cards and he knows what I have. Like, I don't have that many, like he yeah. has a lot in the garage. I have like maybe four or five, but yeah. he tells me, he tells me when, uh, when to sell when to keep how long to keep and it's actually worth noting that pokemon is having their 25th anniversary next this year sorry uh and the olympics are in japan as well let's see if that happens but it could be an ideal time to get some pokemon
0: cards go invest well. in pokemon might cards appreciate take, in value if you take <laughs> nothing from this conversation from two young <laughs> random guys just go fucking invest in pokemon cards that's where we're at well, well what are you listening to or watching nowadays man all right are leave. there
1: I Watching honestly, Queens Gambit was like the first show I've seen in maybe two months. Like I haven't been watching too much TV, but I just. I watched thought you were gonna it. say I'm... in
0: twenty twenty one. It's the first show I. watched in twenty twenty one. Yeah, no, uh, listening,
1: listening wise, just a lot of the weekend. Um, I loved his last album and Pop Smoke. Um, every song on his album last year. Uh, so I don't good. know why like it's so good and like I just find like songs that I didn't like last year now are starting to like really hit for me <laughs> like yeah. I'm really liking them.
0: And I so, think yeah. Drake should be is Drake still releasing music this, this
1: month? I think February I think they said
0: February I don't know when it's, but... I thought he said January
1: didn't he have the stoop like he had the fucking heart thing i don't know this, yeah i sort of like lover boy. i don't know some, certified yeah lover boy. exactly certified lover boy yeah, there you
0: which go but... be, yeah which should be interesting man uh and then yeah. last but not least are you um are are, are we looking at a new uh, a new endeavor for swoosh down the bend here in 2021 i know you're multi-passionate you got your mm-hmm. your your hand in bollywood you got your hand in basketball mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. space as well as i think it's space and uh yeah and, yeah and entrepreneurship are you looking at launching something new or
1: Potentially, like i mean there's obviously true fan which is you know full time focus and a lot to do there and obviously with speaking i'm guessing with covid starting to hopefully get better once vaccines get rolled out i'll be better? doing more in person events i think so once the vaccines roll out Isn't i have really
0: confident. politically i i love your political opinion because you you yeah. you're really well researched and you're well read you're pretty yeah. honest when it comes to it yeah. uh, how do you see that i i sorry i know that's an extra question but i really no want
1: no 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 worries. i think it's an end of the year thing i don't think it's like in the next 6 7 months i also think for for a long time we're going to have to wear masks because the the vaccine Vaccine requires a herd uh, population herd and herd immunity, exactly. So I think that'll be important. Also, it's worth noting that people right now who've created the vaccine don't even know if getting vaccinated means that you can't spread the virus if you're asymptomatic. So it's like, we probably still will have to wear a mask because we don't know and we haven't been vaccinated for something that stops spread. Um, but that being said, again, like I think bars and, and restaurants, I will predict are going to come up like two months after we start general population vaccines i think that'll be that'll be something that we can expect and things are going to start to feel back to normal they will
0: cool. they really that'll, will. that'll be nice man when well when they do we'll get the guys together we'll go out for a drink and uh That'd be and, great. yeah it'd be nice to see you guys man um yeah i know it's been uh been a really crazy start to the year man an interesting transition in 2021 man but god bless you man and thanks for hopping on and making the time i know we were bouncing around a little bit but We'll do it again soon. Um, and no. and let, let's expect this one to go live sometime at the uh, end of January, if not early February. 100%.
1: Appreciate, Appreciate
0: it. Having you on. Where can people find you if they want to connect?
1: Uh, go Swish on Instagram, though I am taking a detox for the next month. So you probably <laughs> would not find it. But I am, yeah, this Monday, starting this Monday. Yeah. Totally, getting, totally Totally off Instagram. Curtain. Deactivating yeah. the account. Just uh, chilling, man. I am just haven't done it before. And I've heard a lot of good things and want to focus up on work and make sure I get started on the right foot. So doing that. But LinkedIn, I'm still going to be posting. My goal is posting uh, daily content on LinkedIn, one post every day. So you can find me at Swami on there.
0: Cool. All right, folks. Swish, uh, I so appreciate having you on, man. It's great to see you. Thank you. Peace out, buddy. Take care.